and welcome to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. My name is Cleve Gaddis. What's going on in Metro Atlanta real estate over the last seven days? What are the best strategies for winning in multiple offer situations? What are you supposed to do if you're worried about losing your home to foreclosure or eviction? And if you want to list your home and avoid getting COVID? And what about if you want to put your home on the market and you need to move forward now instead of waiting until next year? We've got these subjects and much, much more right here today on Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920, The Answer. We help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry typical with one of life's biggest investments. We invite you to visit us today. Go to gogaddis.com. That's G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S dot com. You can click on Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio in the upper right-hand corner. If you're on a mobile device, just look for the three parallel, parallel lines. Click that, and you will see that you have access to the real estate radio website. I want you to go there, and I want you to ask questions. I want you to comment. I want you to push back if you have anything that you are disagreeing with uh, in terms of something I've covered here on the radio show. And if you want to get our podcast, you can get it on Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, I, uh, Apple Podcast. Um, go to gogaddis.com, click on Gogaddis Real Estate Radio, and go over and download or subscribe to our podcast, and you'll never miss another episode of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio again, right here on AM 920, The Answer. Let's talk just a minute about what's going on in the real estate market in Metro Atlanta. This is just for the last week. The number of new listings that have come on the market in the last week, 2,092. That's right, 2,092, almost 300 per day for a seven-day week. There have been 1,358 homes that have had a price decrease. Uh, in my opinion, when a seller reduces the price of their listing, it is signaling the market that they might be more interested, more willing to negotiate um, a larger discount with a buyer because it could be a sign that their mind is motivated. And you're probably wondering, what do you mean their mind is motivated? Well, sometimes people have got a certain level of stress. They need to move. Uh, they've got a relocation coming on. They need to start work in Chicago um, you know, three weeks from now or a month from now or two months from now. So you never know what's going on in the seller's mind. And when you have 1,358 sellers who reduced their price in the prior week, it's a good indication there are certain people out there who are motivated, more motivated than others. 1,986 homes went under contract. So, again, that's almost 300 homes a day, seven days a week going under contract. And there were 2,274 closings for the week. 2,274 closings for the week. Uh, you don't have to... To, uh, to think long and hard to understand that that is about 300 closings per day, every day for seven days. Now, we only do closings five days a week because you can't close uh, when the banks, you cannot have a real estate closing when the banks are closed. Uh, but the market is very, very active. Uh, interest rates are as low as they've been in any time since I've been in the business, and that's since 2002. My family's been in real estate since 1987. I don't think the interest rates have been lower any time since 1987 than they are right now. So if you're thinking, maybe I'd like to move forward listing my home, but I'm just not sure, 
Uh, I'm not sure about my job stability. I'm not sure about whether or not I'll be able to get a good price for my home. Uh, I'm not sure about whether or not I can make the sale of my home and the timing of the purchase for the new home work. Um, I think it is. it certainly would warrant a conversation. Uh, again, my name is Cleve Gaddis. It's Cleve is short for Cleveland, Cleve Gaddis. I'm with Gaddis Group at REMAX Center. Uh, my family's been in the real estate business since 1987, and I would love to talk to you about your specific situation. It doesn't always mean that we could, can, or should help you. It doesn't mean that you should hook, line, and sinker decide you want to work with us. Uh, but it does mean, I think, that we should have a conversation because it is our philosophy that we want to put everybody in a situation to make sure they know everything they need to know before they make any of the important decisions that are involved in buying or selling a house. Now, if you're out there and you're thinking you want to sell your home but you feel stuck, uh, that the coronavirus might force you to sell your home for less and maybe it'll take too long to sell your home or you'll miss your time frame, Believe it or not, the coronavirus might actually have helped your chances. Let me show you how to get an extra $28,000 more than what your neighbor sold for and make your timing work out perfectly. And we can ensure the entire process is safe for everyone, especially you, provided you're willing to follow a few rules. Just visit gogaddis.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S.com. On your mobile device, click the three parallel lines. On your desktop, click Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio in the upper right-hand corner. Find the radio show webpage and look for sell for $28,000 more. Put a little information in there, and this will unlock your home's full value and, in my opinion, make the timing a non-issue. But be careful, though. Don't you click that unless you absolutely want to sell your home for more than your neighbors. Again, it is gogaddis.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S.com and click on Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio to sell your home for $28,000 more. I talk to people all day, every day, who are worried, worried, worried about the economy. They are nervous that uh, things are going to have... They're nervous that there is going to be another shooter drop before things start to get better. And so I want to review with you, and this is from Inman News, which is a very popular real estate information website. And it is the shares of mortgages in forbearance decline for the 10th straight week. So, the, it, so, so real quickly, if you're listening and you're curious as to what forbearance is, if you have a mortgage that is owned currently by Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, uh, or is insured by the USDA, FHA, or VA. So they're basic, basically government-backed mortgages. Um, if you have one of those, then you are eligible to uh, apply and receive forbearance if you have any coronavirus-related issues that are causing you not to be able to pay your mortgage. And so what happens when you get forbearance is they will, um, they will stop or freeze the payments, I believe, uh, up to 12 months, depending upon the type of loan you have. Uh, I think the program that we're going to talk about in a few minutes or maybe in another segment here, uh, it runs through the end of December. But forbearance is where you don't have to make payments now, and then when you get yourself in a position as a borrower, as a homeowner, to be able to start making payments again, then you enter into an agreement with the lender that allows you to make accelerated payments over a few months or it allows you to put the 
balance due at the end of the mortgage. It allows you to pay it all in uh, a lump sum. And there's also some options for you to be able to refinance at the end of that period as well. And this is by Patrick Kearns, a staff writer with Inman News. The share of mortgages in forbearance declined for the 10th straight week for the week ending August 16th, according to data released Monday by the Mortgage Bankers Association. The survey estimates there were 3.6 million homeowners in forbearance. So that's a number you want to keep in mind. There were 3.6 million homeowners in forbearance in the U.S., or approximately 7.2% of mortgage servicers' total portfolio, which was a decrease of 7.21% from the prior week. Despite the positive gains, there are still some troubling future indicators that could lead to a spike in mortgage forbearance, particularly in the high un- particularly the high unemployment rate and the new jobless claims. The share of mortgages backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, if you ever listen on the news and you hear people talking about GSEs or government-sponsored enterprises, they're referring to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They're two big mortgage giants. These mortgage giants are really designed to provide liquidity in the mortgage market. And you're thinking, oh, my gosh, Cleve, what are you, <laughs> liquidity in the mortgage market? Well, if Bank of America loans you money for your home, Bank of America needs to be able to get that money back so they can turn around and loan it to somebody else. And so they create mortgages and they sell them off to Fannie Mac, uh, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. But the share of mortgages backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac also declined by one basis point to 4.92%. So the share of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac mortgages in forbearance declined to 4.92%, while mortgages backed by Jenny Mae were flat at 9.54%. Those are typically uh, loans that are FHA loans there. And that's a big number. Think about that. Almost 10% of those are in some form of forbearance. And the share of portfolio loans and private label securities and forbearance increased by three basis points to 10.37%. These would be jumbo loans, uh, loans that um, the government will not buy, uh, but that a big uh, company like Goldman Sachs or somebody like that might might buy. And... um, The article goes on to say, while new forbearance requests remain low, particularly for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loans, the pace of exits from forbearance has declined for two straight weeks. So there are less people leaving forbearance over the last couple of weeks than there were in the prior weeks. And the survey also found uh, 37.9% of loans in forbearance were just in the initial forbearance plan stage, while 60.34% were in the forbearance extension So almost all of the loans in forbearance are in some form of extension from the original term or in the brand new term. But the reality is that there are less loans in forbearance today than there were in forbearance a month ago than there were in forbearance a month before that. So it sounds to me like things are moving in the right direction. If you're out there and you're concerned about what's going to happen to the economy, Uh, I think we all need to be focused on anything we can do to help the economy grow. Anything we can do to add to the gross domestic product of the United States, and the way I can do it from a real estate standpoint is bring new listings to the market. I believe there's about $90,000 in benefit to the Georgia economy every single time a home is sold. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Birchfield and Capital City Home Loans. John makes it his mission to guide each home buyer step-by-step through the entire loan process so they are educated and confident in the mortgage options available and can make the best decisions along the way. John's number is 678-226-7887, 678-226-7887. 
678-226-7887. I want you to stick with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about foreclosure and eviction moratoriums. We're going to also talk about what do you need to do if you're a home seller and you want to put your home on the market, but you're worried about buyers bringing COVID into your home. What are the best practices for showing in this difficult time? We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to have that and more in the following segment. What if you were a buyer like Beth and Conyers who's made offers on four homes and lost out on all four? We'll talk best practices for that as soon as we get back. <laughs> 